Welcome to the PSR Power Talk podcast, produced by Power Systems Research. Good morning, and welcome to this podcast by Power Systems Research. Today, we'll be discussing the North American market outlook for 2021. I'm Jim Downey, Vice President of Global Data Products here at Power Systems Research. I'm joined by my colleague, Yosef Sharameta, who is the Director of Product Management and Customer Experience. Good morning, Jim. Thanks for the introduction. Yes, thank you, Yosef, for doing this. Yosef is an economist by trade, and he leads our forecasting and data modeling efforts. He works closely with our clients and industry stakeholders. Now we're just going to start with um, the current state of our economy, looking at some of the macroeconomics behind that. I think that's a good place to start, Yosef. Well, Jim, as we've already mentioned to our database subscribers back in January, U.S. economy is uh, nicely positioned for a slow and steady uh, recovery efforts in 2021. Uh, and I would specifically mention the second part of the of the current year. From the macroeconomic perspective, um, U.S. has been able to manage the the COVID uh, lockdowns and pandemic fairly uh, fairly strong, I would say, and the macroeconomic factors actually support that statement. We continue to see favorable fiscal policy and stable economic situations uh, for the next uh, for this year for sure and for the next few years. At this time, we do expect the market to recover by end of 2022 or the first part of 2023. And at that time, we think the GDP will probably reach the levels of um, Q4 of 2019, which was a pre uh, pre-COVID pandemic. Yosef, quickly, uh, when you mentioned uh, recovery by 2022-2023, I'm assuming you mean from, you know, from the peak periods of 2018 and 2019, right? That's that's correct. Now, this is just the overall uh, macroeconomic situation in JDP. I mean, some industries have suffered quite a bit and they will not recover uh, by that time. But this is just overall how the economy in the in the United States is going to perform. As you can see right now, the housing starts, which actually uh, we look at this that uh, at this macro factor uh, quite closely. It's a key driver for many of our industries that we track, and housing has been very, very strong. While the key factor to this uh, uh, strong performance is the record low, uh, historical low uh, mortgage rates. Uh, that would be number one factor, and number two is uh, temporarily shortage of inventory. Right, so we do uh, we do have a little bit of uh, inflation in prices for the housing, but that's different than what we've had uh, back in the uh, housing bubble in 2007-2008. So I'm not really concerned with the pricing of the housing market at, at that point. We do expect this market to continue to be strong this year or at least for uh, as strong as the interest rates, for as long as the interest rates will remain low. And we do expect them to do remain low for this year. U.S. Federal Reserve really has assured the public and the businesses that the interest rates will stay low, at least for this year. And we actually do not expect any drastic uh, hikes or change in policy in the fiscal policy for the next 12 to 18 months or so. And we believe that will be the key driver for the for the for the growth 
of the economy and it will propel the recovery efforts as we come out of the of the COVID. And even if we'll have a quarter of a percent spike, maybe end of this year or maybe early next year, that will not have a big impact and will not slow down the growth or the recovery. The way we look at this, uh, inflation is still uh, intact, uh, so the, the, the readings are uh, quite low from the macroeconomic perspective, and as long as the inflation will stay that la same level, we do not expect any rate, rate increases um, uh, coming, coming into the play. And so, as, as I just to re reiterate one more time, we do expect the rates to, to stay close to the same level uh, this year. In fact, I even... Uh, was reading a lot of information about possibility of going with a negative rate as they've done it in Europe. So that would be interesting to see, but definitely no, no increases. One other point in terms of macroeconomic news, I mean, unemployment's still relatively high, you know, due to the pandemic. I'm just, I'm just wondering if, if some industries are affected more than others that you're seeing. Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, as I mentioned it already, not every industry is, is going to be the same or is the same. Uh, we've, we've seen a drastic uh, impact on hospitality industry, the travel, uh, consumer spending went down a little bit. Uh, so uh, restaurant business is down. At the same time, the our industries that we, we closely track, like recreational vehicles and um, power sports industries, they actually benefited from, from this uh, lockdown because the, the inventory that was on hand basically disappeared at the dealerships and uh, it was overall very, very strong year for those markets. So could you just tell me how maybe some of those segments or sectors would have been positively affected? You know, I'm thinking things like uh, some of the power sports, you know, motorcycles, ATVs, uh, you know, personal watercraft, utility vehicles. Seemingly those have done really well. Um, and I, I'm assuming that has a lot to do with, um, you know, people's discretionary income and, and maybe you could explain some of that to us. Absolutely. And you've actually made a very good point about discretionary income. Uh, look, when people uh, had to stay home because they couldn't travel, they couldn't uh, go out and dine, they overall found themselves with uh, extra cash. Now, that extra cash is not a common phenomena for every single household, but for the most part, uh, people wanted to do those activities that they were used to do, go out and travel. And the, the, the choice that was available in front of them was to go and do it by themselves. So that's, that's why the RV market, recreational vehicles, was skyrocketing and the news we, we are, were getting from the, from the dealerships that there were some um, wait times for new for the for new uh, product was as long as long as six months and eight months for some uh, really hot models right and the same the same is true for the uh, for the power sports motorcycles and atvs and utvs and and so on we do expect this trend to continue this year uh, so in 2021, however, we do, uh, we also uh, expect once we'll be uh, through COVID, that trend will will disappear, uh, that, that high demand will, will kind of uh, fade out a little bit in 2023. I mean, it will still be strong, but it will not be in double digits as we've seen it this year. That's really good information to, to start our, looking at the macroeconomics. And now I'd like to ask you about how this relates to, you know, our PSR 
forecast and the the market segments or sectors that we track? Sure. Uh, no, that's a very good uh, point. And before I, I dive into uh, segments, um, all you would have to do is take a look at the stock market. I mean, every pretty much day it's hitting record highs. And that's one indication of a strong economy. And if you look at even the companies that we track closely uh, in the uh, engine and machinery business, all of their stocks have been have been uh, performing quite well, whether it's uh, big engine companies or equipment manufacturers, pretty much across the board, those companies have, have done fairly well. When, when we look at 2021 or this year uh, per se, we actually see a high single digit growth across all 13 market segments that we track from uh, smaller equipment, lawn and garden equipment, all the way to locomotives, on-road and off-road market segments. Uh, the one exception we see actually that shows uh, a lot stronger growth is medium heavy vehicle segment. And this is really due to the uh, new cycle and reset of the cycle for the medium heavy duty vehicle segment that actually has suffered close to a 40% decline in 2020 um, uh, or last year. Now, I have to mention that the decline of 40% in medium heavy vehicle segment was not really due to the COVID alone, but really due to the end of the previous cycle. As you recall, 2018 and 2019, way before pre-COVID, they were high years in terms of uh, production capacities and so on. So we did expect the slowdown in that segment. Actually, a few years back, we, we were saying that the market is going to slow down and COVID kind of just made that slow down really quick deep and and restart the cycle going forward so we do expect expect a you know 14 15 17 percent growth over the you know next uh this year and next year as well some segments actually will not get to 2019 levels until you know three four years out right okay we do know that the consumer oriented products will have already started the recovery efforts and will actually lead the market uh, recovery from COVID, uh, COVID impact. And But we do expect that the off-road markets, stationary markets, um, more commercial ones, will actually uh, follow, uh, follow that same trend. Um, and there will be a lot of new drivers that will kind of help propel that not just the recovery, but the, the gr new growth. That's a really good summary looking at North America. Um, I would imagine it's quite similar globally as well, maybe with the exception of China, where they've on a little different cycle, is my understanding. China is definitely on a different cycle, but uh, when we look at global growth for our industries and uh, as well as global um, uh, impact from COVID, uh, I have to mention uh, that U.S. actually fared the, the, the pandemic quite nicely. Now, I know many people will, will probably not agree or like to hear this, but when we compare U.S. versus even Europe, how, you know, the, the how we manage the, the business activities and business growth, uh, and even before pandemic, going into 2020, so like a, exactly one year ago, U.S. economy was very, very strong, and that strong economy actually allowed 
to weather the pandemic impact quite nicely. You know, when you have a new administration in the White House and, you know, we're going to look some changes with the green energy agenda and also like the future infrastructure bills. So if you could comment on those, that would be that would be great. Sure. Well, you've just mentioned uh, two of the key factors that will, we think will propel the industry going forward, the future infrastructure spending uh, and the green energy initiatives. Now, there are a lot of discussion about those two uh, topics on the Hill and uh, among economists. So far, we, what we have seen to date is with the new administration is return to the uh, Paris Agreement. Right, and there were a lot of uh, future proposals discussed uh, as far as what will that new future infrastructure spending uh, bill will look like. However, at this point, there is nothing really on the table. There are just a lot of proposals, but not a single solid bill on the table. Just because there is no new regulations right now already uh, in place, that doesn't mean that the industry is not looking uh, towards those uh, towards those uh, regulations, right? When you look at non-internal combustion uh, engine uh, industries and companies that play in that space, the stock market alone for the alternative energy ETFs basically doubled over the past, you know, six to eight months period. So what we are what we are seeing is really a huge demand for for that new technology that is about to take place. And we believe that trend will 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 for sure continue. Right. So uh, I mean, right now, when we look at our 13 market segments that we track, we pretty much have um, a battery electric or plug in or hybrid um, equivalent models in pretty much all of the segments and pr applications and products that we that we track. Now, granted, the, the, the volume is, is very low so far outside of consumer products like passenger cars and, and power sports. Um, but that, that that is about to change, right? So we know that every pretty much major OEM um, and powertrain component company is looking forward to the electrified uh, new era. So they are working on new technologies, new models. Uh, there are a lot of prototypes in place as we speak, and we do expect those models, uh, th those th these new models will actually end, start to enter the market this year and for the next few years for sure. So that will be really a, a, a big key driver for the new technology going forward. So we're looking at adoption rates going out five years and then 10 years. Um, our understanding is that, you know, there's going to be somewhat significant over the next five years, but really in 10 years is where we're going to see a real, a real adoption and, you know, seen some pretty good volume coming out of the IC engines. And I just wonder if you could comment on that. Sure. So, you know, so far today, we've seen a, a really good adoption for electric vehicles, uh, especially for the premium set in the premium segment for uh, and Tesla is a standard as, as we've discussed this many, many times. Um, and we also see a, a trend in the power sports. So in other words, that smaller type equipment that you can put a battery and it doesn't require you to have that um, that uh, vehicle or equipment in operation non-stop throughout the day, right? So this is why the passenger car markets and the power sports 
have been kind of leading the trend. However, we already see that the on the commercial side, especially the smaller equipment already going through electrification. We are talking about uh, lawn and garden uh, applications pretty much across the entire segment. Small construction equipment, small industrial equipment, all going through uh, uh, rapid electrification. Now the 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 heavier equipment, so heavier trucks, heavier uh, construction equipment, actually is not that far behind. Sure, there is not many models are in operation or in testing right now, but we know that every pretty much uh, product category is working on the replacement uh, to go towards the carbon neutral future and zero emission, so to speak. I wonder, Yosef, um, with you mentioned you know, when some of the larger off-road equipment and um, some of the long-haul trucks, I'm wondering if if fuel cell might be a better opportunity for those in terms of an alternative drive type. Yeah, so you're bringing a good point. Uh, I mean, over the past 10 years or so, we've been also focused on Tesla and battery technology, but we know that in order for us to achieve that carbon neutral uh, state, a battery technology is not going to do or replace internal combustion engines alone. It will require a new technologies and uh, new developments. And fuel cell is for sure a good uh, option or feasible option for some of those uh, off-road equipment and the long-haul commercial vehicles that require to be in operation pretty much non-stop, right? So a lot will have to take place in order for that technology to kind of mature and get adopted. I mean, there are a lot of obstacles that still need to, to be worked out. For example, the vehicle range needs to increase, uh, the charging technology need to, need to develop and improve. Uh, that would include the charging speed, the rate of the charge, and so on. Charging stations for the hydrogen uh, fuel cell need to be kind of developed. And we know the state of California is already working on that. So, I mean, over the next, you know, uh, two or three years, we will see a rapid development in that space for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that um, we understand that regulation, you know, will drive the adoption of, of the zero emissions. And I wonder if you could just touch on some of that in terms of emissions and some of the regulations that will affect this as well. Sure. Well, you bring a good point because we cannot go to carbon neutral uh, state without limiting uh, the current uh, technologies, so to speak. So if we do not have, if we will not have stricter emission uh, regulations in place, uh, the fossil fuel will, will be really kind of hard to um, her to die uh, and will uh, that will slow down the electrification uh, sure. of, of, of the industry. So what we look at uh, when we look at re uh, regulations specifically what we what we see is that the industry will will still heavily depend on subsidies from the government right in order to go uh, 100 percent uh, fossil fuel free in let's say 10 to 15 to 20 years for some of those products, right? Uh, we know that, you know, there are a lot of developments happening just over the last months or so, like announcement of GM to go 100% electric by 2035. Um, 
it's a still long road, you know, before that will be achieved, but they have some aggressive uh, timelines ahead of them. Uh, for example, by 2025, they stated that they will have up to 30 new models uh, in place, and that would actually be equivalent to 40% of their product line that they currently offer. We see the similar uh, announcements from Ford and Jaguar and uh, all other major uh, major players uh, in the on-road and off-road as well. But again, we, we believe the technology still need to evolve, the infrastructure need to be developed, and of course, any help from the government that they will get will help will help all of us to get there. No, that's that's very good. I just wonder if you could tell me a little bit more in terms of my understanding is that, you know, California is leading the way in a lot of the um, emission standards. So I'm just wondering if if you see that as California moves the needle, so will the rest of the country. Is that does that sound like a logical? You know, it, 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 you would you would think, yes, it is logical. However, for some uh, some various product, the the industry may take a different turn, right? So, yeah. like fuel cell uh, technology and infrastructure de uh, infrastructure development in the state of California is already underway. However, it's not in in most of other uh, uh, states uh, in the U.S. Right, but. Um, we look at California as a testing ground for some of the uh, kind of uh, other heavier equipment, uh, new technologies development. But for sure, there is uh, a lot to take from from the state of California in terms of uh, cutting out emissions and helping us to go to that uh, zero free, uh, zero emission, and then carbon neutral state of the economy. Yes, yeah, so it, it's a very interesting time now as we as we recover from. COVID as we move forward um, with vaccinations coming and and the changes there. Also with, uh, you know, like I said, a new administration and then also the move to alternative power drives and power sources. So all that makes for an exciting time in our industry and the next few years will, will be really exciting to watch what happens, won't it? No, absolutely. And honestly, when we look at, you know, the next few years uh, of our industries and how they are going to, to evolve, and one may, may want to do a comparison with the COVID recovery, but uh, from my perspective, from, from the way we look at the industry, right, uh, we see this trend coming long time ago, right? I mean, we've seen the yes. new, new electric technologies developing, you know, 10, 15 years ago. The question comes down to the adoption, adoption rate, right? And we know that adoption will, will come once the total cost of ownership will be uh will be there right um i mean it's one thing to buy a, an electric car to go you know five miles from home to work but if you need to drive that car eight hours non-stop that's a little bit different story right a lot of technologies will need to kind of catch up and that's when we'll see the the, the adoption of of those uh new products to skyrocket and actually you know to completely replace the, the fossil fuel products well, thank you, Yosef, for your time today. We really appreciate it. Hopefully uh, we can do this again soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining the PSR Power Talk podcast. This podcast will be available on demand. Search for PSR Power Talk in your podcast app or Google Power Systems Research to sign up today.